again. It is me, Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. Have you noticed that at the end, things become more vicious? There's an escalation in viciousness as the scam tapers down. The parasitic predator knows the end is coming far before we do. They prepare for this day from the moment they've met us. Really, right after we meet them, there are some group of people or other that they are talking badly about us to. They're talking trash about us to a lot of people. And this is put in place so that they have already lined up the notion that we're the bad guy and they're the good guy. And this is in preparation for the end, the end of the scam. It's a stance a sociopath must take. It's instinctive. It's their natural self-defense. You might have heard of the term smear campaign. The smear campaign is this campaign to smear us, to make themselves look good, us look bad. We tend to think this happens only in the end, but the groundwork for this is indeed laid down very early on. Now, the sociopath knows that we are none of these terrible things. They say that we are. They know that we're not a cheater. We're not a liar. We're not stealing their money. We know what's really happening there. They're taking every bit of ours that they possibly can. It isn't that they believe these things, but at the same time, They do blame us. They blame us for everything they're not getting or every bit of trouble they get into. So paradoxical. Everything about life with one of these nutbags has a duality to it. Every part of the experience with them has a double-sided element. In the end, they're doing things behind our backs that we cannot fathom. In addition to talking trash about us, when they get a feeling, a sense that we are going to end things, this is when they really dig in. This is when they dig in taking more money or taking things out of the house, maybe taking loans out in our name, different things that we don't know are happening in the background. Very, very often what this is, is they simply steal, literally carry things out of the house, our jewelry, small electronic devices, artwork, anything they think they can re-gift or sell. They pawn a lot of the things that disappear from our homes. It is not the case that this will happen for every single one of us. Be on the lookout for it, prepare for it, protect yourself so that This is not an experience that you have, just in case. If you're listening to this and you have not broken up yet, you haven't moved out of their place or gotten them out of your place or just ended this thing yet, please don't telegraph to them that you're planning on leaving. When you are in their presence, keep your mind a blank, a pleasant blank. Think about daisies or bunny rabbits. You don't want to hold any kind of feelings of anger or hostility in your body 
when you are in their presence. You definitely don't want to talk about breaking up because if we signal to them what we're doing, and absolutely if we directly tell them what we're doing, they're going to dig in behind our back harder, quicker. And it's mind-boggling to imagine, but they really do steal. By the time we've been with them for a couple months, they've probably gone through absolutely every single thing in our home, every drawer, every nook, every cranny. A lot of you have probably heard the term gray rock. I don't go with that. I don't actually, sorry, but I don't really quite know what that means. Because if we go flat and show no emotions or try to show no emotions, which is pretty impossible for a normal human being, I'm not sure how they would take that because to me, that would signal to them that something's up. I really am a proponent of keeping your mind a blank, a pleasant blank. As I mentioned earlier, daisies, bunnies, butterflies, be as you were before. However, if you are one of the people that challenges them or asks them a lot of questions or any questions, where are you? Where is the thing you promised me? When will you do such and such a thing? Kind of pull back on that stuff. Pull back on the things that make them come at you with, well, if you would trust me, everything would be okay. They come at you with something that shocks us. It isn't really a normal piece of conversation. It's an accusation. It's a pointing finger. It's really just to get us to shut up because we are asking them questions. If you can think back to right before they come at you, we've done something that's annoying to them because it's going to, in essence, blow their cover. They can't be normal. They can't pay the bills on time, typically. Some do, rare, but some do. It is part of how they're hiding what they are if they pay the bills on time. Mostly they don't. They leave the gas tank empty. They don't even take the garbage out or do the dishes, unless, of course, they're posing as the house mouse, which is a style of persona, which involves doing the cooking and cleaning, even a man, right? I call that the house mouse. When you have decided you're going to leave or you're realizing you're thinking about leaving, don't change anything about what you do other than stepping back a little bit from the things you might normally ask them about or expect of them and watch them. Just begin to watch them. And at the same time, please get your ducks in a row. Get things that you value out of the house. Sentimental items, documents, passports, birth certificates. Remove them from any place that they might have access to them. Even if you have to get a, what are they called? At a bank, the box where you lock your things. You know what I'm talking about? Put them with a friend, put them somewhere in your workplace if that's appropriate or you're able to do that. The point is to take the things that you value, the things that are important, that would give them financial information, access to using your identity, somewhere else out of their reach. Do not leave these things with a person who is in touch with the sociopath or a, quote, friend of the sociopath, right? This is 
you breaking away behind the scenes and you want to do this quickly, they can sniff out that things are shifting. They do know when the end is coming before we do. What you're trying to do is reduce that giveaway and get out or get them out. You can also do this in preparation to kicking them out. Don't think that only bad things happen when we're the one that moves out. It's equally bad or perhaps worse when we kick them out as far as what they do to try to take more quickly behind our backs. What you're concentrating on, focused on, is your own well-being, your own safety. This is a truly dangerous time when we're leaving or getting them out, whether they lived with us or not. And if they didn't live with you, if they were ever inside your home, get new locks on the door as soon as they are gone, as soon as it's ended. Change the locks on your doors, whether they lived with you or not. I recommend everyone change the locks, not to freak you out, and not because I really think that every one of them is going to try to get back into our homes using our keys, but because it's going to make you feel better, so much better it will be shocking. The post-trauma really hits as soon as we end it, and a part of that is fear. Fear that they are watching us, fear that they're following us, that they might show up at our home, and that's normal. It's also common sense, and yet it is an overaction of our fear center. That is one of the things that's going on in post-trauma, which I realize I will do a whole separate podcast about. I really hope some of this was useful for you today. I was a little bit all over the place. These podcasts are 100% unscripted and essentially unplanned. You can email me anytime, jennifersmith at truelovescam.com. I'm available for guided recovery coaching unique to you, your situation, your circumstances. You can find a link for that on my website, truelovescam.com, or email me about it. Email is jennifer at truelovescam.com. That's it for me for today. Jennifer Smith, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound, sending you all good things.